You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host Brady Trantham and right across from me right at this very moment is Miss Madison Morris who's just peppy as ever. What's up Madison? Hello everybody. I am a little peppy and I don't know why because <laughs> I, I had to go to the gas station before this and the guy was really rude to me. So You didn't get coffee did you? No I don't like coffee. Yeah it's 11 it's 1130 at night. Here we go. Never been to Starbucks. Um, Well, I'm sure Thunder fans are very peppy right now, um, except for the news about Russell Westbrook, which, of course, we will get into tonight. Um, The Thunder win their fifth straight game after starting uh, 0-4, 122-116 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, It was a it was a. It was a seesaw game. The Thunder opened up the um, the first quarter um, with 36 points. The Pelicans strike right back in the second quarter with 35 points, and they I think they had a two or a four point lead at the half. And then the Thunder punched the Pelicans in the mouth with 38 points in the third. And at the around the 4:25 mark is when Russell Westbrook goes down with a very ugly uh, rolled ankle. Um, that the Thunder are now calling a left ankle sprain. Um, X-rays came back ne- negative. Um, we will, of course, share our thoughts and stuff on that later on in the show. We will also be joined by Mr. Jerry Ramsey um, at some point to share his thoughts on Russell Westbrook and the game and the Thunder moving forward. But um, before we get into that, Madison, um, a weird game. It was a, it was a, a really bit. it was a really weird game. Like I said, it was a complete seesaw. One one team controlled one quarter, the next team controlled the other. And it kind of went all the way down to the fourth quarter, um, despite the Thunder having a little bit of control going into the fourth quarter with the bench playing really well. But um, just a lot of the same things that we've been seeing from the Thunder in their now five-game winning streak, good defense, the shots going through the hoop, which is <laughs> Billy, um, the New Orleans Pelicans uh, sideline reporter um, asked Billy, um, what's the biggest difference between the 0-4 start and the 4-0 um, the 4-0 winning streak since then? And Billy just kind of looked at her and said, the ball going through the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> so some some uncharacteristic humor from Mr. Uh, Billy Donovan. But yeah, I mean, that's it's been kind of the... Th- that the, about sums it up. Yeah, kind of the same recurring theme with this game in this now five-game winning streak. Good defense and mm-hmm. the ball going through the hoop. Yeah, that's kind of something I noticed when the game first started. I thought both sides, like or both teams, sorry, were playing pretty sound defense, and you know, I, I don't. It wasn't really the best shooting night for both teams starting right off the bat, but I think the defense was just pretty sound. It was kind of holding both teams until the Thunder went on that run, and they were able to end the first quarter at thirty six twenty eight. The Pelicans had a bit of you know, their time to shine in the second quarter. They were able to go into halftime. Oh, gosh, what was that? I believe it was 63-62. Uh, yeah, 63-62. Uh, yeah, but there was one. Well, I don't remember, the, like, the time mark or anything, but there was a time the Pelicans were up pretty big, and it just kind of seemed like the Thunder were playing a lot of sloppy basketball, a lot of carelessness. There was one point when... Russell Westbrook was diving for a ball and he kind of just chunks it over his head, hoping a Thunder player will pick it up. But uh, no, yeah, that didn't I think, really work I think, out that way. I think he thought either Ter- I can't remember who it was, either Terrence Ferguson or Paul George. They were on the far side of the court. I think yeah. he just assumed that one of them was going to be streaking down the court. It would have been an awesome highlight reel. Would have been really cool um, if it had worked out. Yeah, and um, I think the Pelicans ended up not scoring on um, when they got the ball back. Russell gets a steal mm-hmm. and then tries to dribble behind his back between two defenders. It 
was it a foul? It might have been, but Russell was kind of out of control, so I can kind of understand the refs not giving Russell the benefit of the doubt there. Um, two bad turnovers. I, I think I tweeted that out. It was two bad turnovers. It mm-hmm. looked like, um, and even going into those turnovers, Russell was starting to take um, bad threes. He was starting to take long twos. And a lot of what the Thunder did in the first quarter, that was very successful. Getting Steven Adams the ball when uh, Nikola Miritich was on him on the block. It's a mm-hmm. complete mismatch. And the Thunder absolutely exploited it tonight. Adams had a sensational game, at least starting off. And mm-hmm. hit his first seven shots. Ended up with, uh, what, 18 points. And uh, I think he ended up with a double-double. Uh, let me just go ahead and look at it just for a few. Yeah. No, he did not have a double. He finished with 18 points and eight rebounds. But like, so we, but like we said, the Thunder went completely away from um, trying to get on the fast break from the first quarter into the second quarter, getting Adams the ball in the second quarter. They went completely away from it. The offense stalled, and the Thunder bench and the team were, were just outplayed by the New Orleans Pelicans bench, which mm-hmm. outscored the Thunders bench uh, 36-24 in the first half. And one of the most random stats that I've ever seen, uh, I'm looking, I'm sitting in the um, press conference room after the game, just kind of perusing the box score. Julie, Julius Randle was 10 for 10. <laughs> All night? <laughs> yeah. He didn't miss a shot. Oh. It's amazing. And it, there it, you it's, go. it certainly looked like that because <laughs> the Thunder really had no answer for him. Uh, um, once the bench was out there, but you know, I don't want to harp on the bench too much because it was Dennis Schroeder, it was Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. and Patrick Patterson, and the rest of the Oklahoma City Thunder bench. Even Raymond Felt got in on some of the fun tonight. Um, Russell Westbrook goes down at the 425 mark of the third quarter. Um, the Thunder kind of nursing a seven point lead, and the Pelicans claw back to within two, and then all of a sudden, the Thunder's bench goes on a 13-4 run, highlighted by two consecutive Hamadou Diallo steals, leading to dunks by Hamadou mm-hmm. Diallo. So um, it really lit up the arena. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody's upset and worried mm-hmm. about Russell Westbrook's status, and it was like the bench just kind of woke the arena up and woke the Thunder up because they, they were able to balloon the lead up to double digits and kind of hold the Pelicans at bay going into the fourth. Yeah, and I think the bench had a big role in just kind of keeping the energy alive in Chesapeake tonight because I I might have to check on this, but I'm pretty sure Patrick Patterson went three of three from three. Yeah, he tonight. was he was uh, three for three. He was perfect from beyond the arc. Good for you, Pat. And Alex Abritas, he had a couple of good shots. Yeah, Hami is really good about waking up the crowd, and he's really good even if he doesn't put a lot of points on the board. He's really good at making those plays that just really increases the energy in that place and I definitely see that this team the Thunder they really feed off the energy of Chesapeake a lot so Hami's really good about that uh Terrence Ferguson had a little bit of a he kind of had a little 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 glitch right there he had a nice little sequence where he hits a three and then the Thunder go back on defense they force a steal a fast break by Russell Westbrook I think obviously this is before he goes down Mm -hmm. Russell goes down the floor and finds a streaking Terrence Ferguson who for the first time all season, really showcased his athleticism on the offense. He uh, threw down a. It was a pretty well. Uh, I can't remember who was in position to make the play on defense. Whoever it was was in position to make a play, and Terrence just out jumped him mm-hmm. and slammed the ball down. So it was a really good sequence for Terrence Ferguson's confidence. Um, other than that, like if we're just going to be focusing on the bench, this is probably the first, probably the first stinker of a game that New Orleans Noel has had yeah. for the Thunder. Just. I mean, Julius Randle is going to be a mismatch in terms of just a physical presence. Julius Randle is an old school center power forward in the NBA. He's just absolutely, he's a tank. He's absolutely physical. Um, 
Nerlens Noel obviously can be physical and can and does have the defensive versatility to defend guys like that, but just wasn't in the cards tonight. Uh, Nerlens Noel goes, um, doesn't score any points, only has five rebounds, and is a minus 16 on the floor. He had one free throw. One so, free throw, which yeah. is better than none. I mean, <laughs> which I, is better than none. I had I had no free throws. <laughs> Overall, the Thunder's free throw shooting tonight um, started off fairly. It ended up fairly well, considering that their free throw percentage as a team is around 65 percent. Yeah. They ended up shooting twenty two for thirty one from the free throw line, which is good for seventy one. But in a game that's, I mean, I'm I'm waiting in the tunnel for the game to end for the final two minutes. And the Thunder have a, a comfortable double digit lead, and I'll. I'll sequence of silly fouls mm-hmm. and a sequence of missed free throws once again it, it gave the pelicans life and the thunder really had to play some sound defense during a time where they probably just could have just relaxed yeah and it's just kind of a reoccurring thing with this team where they get big leagues going in the fourth and they have some letdowns in the fourth mm-hmm. so or at the end of the fourth quarter it bit them it bit him in the rear against Boston, where they had a nice little lead in, going into the fourth quarter, or um, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and then final four minutes, just kind of nothing works. And, I mean, even games that they won, like Phoenix and Charlotte, um, defensive letdowns in the fourth made the score a little bit closer than Billy Donovan and the Thunder probably would have liked, and same thing kind of happened tonight. But overall, if your All-Star is going to go down, uh, it, a pretty good showing considering what could have happened. Yeah, and we also we also have to remember that the energy on the court changes. You know, when you see someone like Russell Westbrook being carried off the court, he didn't walk off the court. Yeah. He was carried. Yeah, it was it was a pretty scary sight. It was very scary. At first, you know, we're up in the press box, and so we don't have the best angle, but we can clearly see Russell on the floor grimacing in pain. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought he grabbed his knee. I thought it was his knee too. And all I could kind of see the replay, like the initial replay at the corner of my eye, and all I saw was him jump up mm-hmm. and then come down. So I just assumed, it's oh, he, he hit he he landed wrong on his knee or something. This is bad. Yeah. And he tried to get up and kind of tried to you know show off how much of a bad a he is in terms of um, pain <laughs> tolerance. Tried to get up and go to the bench, and he was hobbling so bad yeah it was he bad. finally made it to a chair for about a few seconds before i think the the medical staff said let's go to the locker yeah. room and he tried to hobble his way through the tunnel and he got about halfway there um halfway through um the tunnel before two trainers had to help him the rest of the way to the locker room apparently so um, but like uh, billy donovan said in the post game it's a left ankle sprain doesn't know a timetable moving forward the thunder will not practice tomorrow so we're not going to be getting any updates of yeah. Billy Dobbins saying, I don't know, it's kind of a day-to-day. Um, yeah, but x-rays came back neg- negative, so nothing's broken. So um, like I said, for what for what it could have been, a thunder loss after Russell goes down and Russell hurt for a long period of time with a gruesome injury, about as good as it could have gone. Yeah, <laughs> Everything else went according to plan. Yeah, and someone asked Paul in postgame, you know, how does this compare to when this happened to Andre last season? And he said, well, that's two completely different injuries. And, you know, you look at Russ and it's really scary because uh, this is these are Paul's words. Paul's words. Sorry. Russ has a very high pain tolerance. So, you know, something is really wrong when he reacts to it the way he did tonight. And he definitely showed a pretty substantial reaction. So, you know, he was in pain. You know, it was serious. So. Uh, yeah, 
And I don't think anyone said it better than Stephen Adams, which I can't say word for word. Yeah, what did Stephen say, Madison? Um, <laughs> let's uh, sugarcoat it a little bit. Stephen said it's complete shat. Shat, which shat. is, I mean, that's still a cuss word. Is that really a cuss word? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it is complete <laughs> shnikes. There you go. It is shnikes. And for all the kids at home. And I'm pretty sure he said it three times. It's shnikes. It's just absolute shnikes. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was a weird kind of vibe around the locker room because obviously the team is excited that they got a big win. And in the way that they did it, by like like we said, going on that thirteen four run to um, start off the four or to go into the fourth quarter, um, and a lot of it coming from guys like Hamadou and Dennis Schroeder. I mean, Schroeder was on fire um, for the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, oh, where yeah. it's just the floater was just dropping for him, the teardrop was just dropping for him every single time he get into the lane. I mean, the Thunder, the Thunder and the paint were awesome tonight. They uh, outscore the Pelicans sixty four to fifty four, which is again. Amazing considering um, Julius Randle had, um, and I keep game. I keep wanting to say Julius Irving. So if I've already said Julius Irving, go <laughs> ahead and laugh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh. Um, yeah, and then they're going up against a guy like Anthony Davis, who is an MVP candidate. And Adams, Adams also said in the uh, post game that he thought Anthony Davis missed a lot of easy buckets. Mm-hmm. And there are two or three that I can remember right now, but. Davis went 7 of 20, and there wasn't a lot of times where I thought, okay, he's about to take over, or, man, he's just having a bad game. Now, I know Davis is dealing with some elbow soreness. He was probable going into the evening tonight, uh, played 37, almost played almost 38 minutes. But, man, this was probably Adams' best game of the year, considering the opponent, considering the matchup, and how much how much of his fingerprints were on this win going into like just going into uh, the first quarter mm-hmm. um, and how how bad the Thunder's offense looked when he stopped touching the ball. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really do think Steven Adams had a great night tonight. He was 9 of 12 from the field. Uh, he finished with 18 points, like Brady said. He had eight rebounds. He had a block. He had a steal. You know, Steven, definitely considering who he's matched up against, and he said it well in postgame too, you know, Anthony Davis, he's a great player, and Steven – knows his role out there he knows what he needs to do to help the Thunder get this win and especially when Russ went down he knew that he had to step up he knew that Paul had to step up Dennis had to step up everyone had to step up so yeah Steven had a great game tonight I think that he really worked hard out there he looks a little okay in regards to our most recent podcast he looks a little less lethargic now (laughs) Uh, he was doing some good hustle tonight there was one point where he almost got a steal and, and went on a fast break. Like yes. You could almost see that it was about I wanted to happen. that to happen so bad, but he straight up just like kind of bopped it out of someone's hands, started running for it, sprawled out on the floor. I just wanted to take my hat off to that. I love when the big guys show hustle like that because they got a lot of body. It, yeah, it's really weird when you see a seven footer almost start a fast break on his own. I wanted that to happen <laughs> so bad, but yeah, no, Steven Adams did a he did great tonight. I thought even Patrick Patterson played some good defense. Yeah, Patterson continues his upward swing in terms mm-hmm. of hitting shots. I mean, going back to that late third quarter against Boston. Now, I know, I think it was Charlotte where he didn't even play hardly mm-hmm. any minutes that night. He it just he was off. Mm-hmm. The Thunder were down um, pretty big going into the third quarter, and it took that you know that big second half comeback for the Thunder to get that win. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Patterson has played exceptionally well. Um, he's become the three-point threat that they've needed him to be, uh, which is good news for this team considering how poor of a three-point shooting team they are. 
Um, One thing that's kind of bothering me, and I understand because, like I said, this is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. They take a lot of three-point shots. They don't take as many as they – it's kind of evened out since the beginning of the year when they were 0-4 and and they were taking, I think, the fifth most threes in the league. Mm -hmm. They're kind of in the middle of the league, which is kind of where they need to be. Um, They're they're doing a better job of picking and choosing their spots, who's shooting uh, on three-point shots and who's shooting them. Yes. Um, But Paul George taking 10 three-pointers – this is the second time he's done that. I, I think it might be the third time he's taken more than t- uh, 10 or more three-pointers. Uh, of course, that fam- infamously, he goes 0 for 10 <laughs> against Charlotte. Um, tonight, he knocked down four of them, so good enough for 40%, obviously. That's easy go. math. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like that number. It just doesn't look pretty on the box score. And you know, knowing what we know about the Thunder in terms of their shooting, mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. He was 7 of 7 from the free throw line, which is the first time I think uh, Paul George went 100% from the free throw line this this uh, season. So, you know, maybe a little bit more getting to the paint, maybe a little bit more um, or just a little less reliant on the three-point shot is basically what I'm trying to go after here. But I, I don't know. I just don't like when I see 10 three-pointers from one player and it's yeah. not a guy that is a – basically that isn't Clay Thompson. Yeah, and I'm so curious to know what the conversation about the three-point shot is in the Thunder locker room right now because there were so many times tonight that uh, I know that Dennis did this for sure. He had a wide-open three, and he hesitated and then just threw it back out because I think he was thinking, no, I, I can't take that shot. Like, I shouldn't take that shot right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you just you go down the box score, and I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty, you know, I'm fine with a, a lot of these other numbers. Like Jeremy Grant is 0 for 3 from the three-point line, but all three of his were in rhythm when he's wide open. Mm-hmm. If he's wide open and in rhythm, I want to see him take the shot. Yeah. And only taking three, that's that's a good number. Um, Terrence Ferguson takes two, hits one. Russell Westbrook takes two, and they were both in that little second-quarter funk that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And we both agree that that was probably the worst the Thunder played in this entire game. Abrinas takes two, which is far too less considering how awesome he's been the last few games. Patterson's three for three. Schroeder's one for three. You know, those those are I like those numbers. Yeah. It's just when everything is just from Paul and it's, you know, ten three pointers, and luckily tonight he hit four. I, I just don't know. I because I, I, like we've seen, those are possessions that, you know, in these tight games that just come up fruitless and when mm-hmm. you look back at a you know at a potential loss and you see that Paul George had 10 11 12 three-pointers it's kind of the same thing that Thunder fans do when Russell Westbrook takes seven or eight three-pointers and he only hits one or maybe even none of them mm-hmm. you just go back and say well there's eight possessions that you could have had maybe found an easier bucket mm-hmm. if the ball moved a little bit more but you know this is just this is picking and choosing because you know we're trying to trying to I guess be overly critical with a fifth straight win which is pretty amazing considering how bad this team looked on that especially in that Sacramento loss (laughs) yeah and I kind of want to highlight Jeremy Grant because I think he has stepped up so much and I said this on the past he looks like a different player than the preseason and I really do think it's just the confidence that comes with being in that starting lineup because it's it's just like done such great things to his playing style and he looks like a completely different player I should have went with my first you know I should have went with my first uh reaction when I initially said in the in the preseason that I'd like to see Jeremy Grant in the in the starting lineup for X Y and Z and then I because I kind of knew Patrick Pat the writing was on the wall for Patterson to start mm-hmm. I kind of talked myself into the logic of it and how on paper it, it it works out but Patterson is by far more comfortable for whatever reason he's more comfortable coming off the bench with that unit um 
maybe it's just because Schroeder is a little bit better at getting getting him in, in his spots that he's most comfortable with, more so than Russell Westbrook. Who knows? Um, but in that same vein, Jeremy Grant just is a different player in the starting lineup. Yeah. His athleticism is better utilized. He gets he gets a lot of his opportunities. Um, he gets a lot of opportunities. I think he started off what three for three, four for four from the field. He was he was on fire and he was hitting buckets over. He was getting buckets over Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something I wrote in my notes. Actually, I wrote I am so impressed with Jeremy Grant right now because he was getting offensive rebounds. Paul missed a three and Jeremy picked up the offensive rebound and slams it down over two or three Pelican players. And I'm just like, who is this kid? He's like this is incredible and so I've just been so amazed by his athleticism lately and I really do think that comes with all the confidence that comes from being in the starting lineup with these guys and like I said we are joined by the one and the only TV's Jerry Mr. Jerry Ramsey from 107.7 the franchise uh, runs the franchise players Monday through Friday from noon to three on 107.7 the franchise Uh, Jerry how you doing man it's a little late I'm surprised you're up I, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard enough of myself in the postgame. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we've been preempted uh, by football. And I don't know if you know this, but we're the flagship station uh, for OU on 107.7, the franchise. And so um, sometimes during football season, they tend to, to bump us a little bit. So well, tonight wasn't it Dallas? Bumped, I figured I would just uh, bully my way on to you guys' podcast. Oh, tonight oh. wasn't it Dallas? Wasn't that, wasn't that the reason why there's no postgame? Yeah, Dallas Cowboys football. Yeah, how'd that work out? (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I think they were beat by uh, the former Houston Oilers. Oh, yeah. Uh Tennessee Tennessee Titans. Little, uh, yeah, little bit of history there for all the NFL fans that listen to the OKC82 podcast. Anyway, (laughs) Jerry. What were your initial thoughts on the Russell Westbrook injury? I mean, were, were you like us? I mean, Mass and I both kind of agree. We were sitting right next to each other in the press box. We both thought it was his knee. And then obviously um, when he's getting up and grimacing and hobbling to the bench and then to the tunnel before he has to get helped um, walking into the locker room, I mean, my thought, I'm pretty sure I wasn't unique to this. I, I thought this was almost a season-ending in- injury. Just, But from your vantage point watching it at home on TV, what, what, what were you thinking? Well, the guy's a, t- a tough SOB. I mean, that's the first thing I know. So anytime that he shows any sort of like pain uh, more than trying to get a call, uh, I knew he was hurting, and, and so you see the franchise basically hurt. And I can just imagine at the, you know, at the arena where the air was just kind of like taken out of the arena. Uh, I sat and watched, and I wanted to see where he was going. Was he going to go to the bench? Was he going to, you know, get mad? But no, he went straight back to the training room. And I said, okay, well, uh, this is not working out well for the Thunder anytime soon. And uh, like everyone else, just sit there and waited in bated breath to hear what it was. And um, as they, you know, replayed it over and over again. Uh, it looked like the you know that bad ankle turn. It didn't look like any sort of anything in his knee. So that's always good. Uh, whenever it's not any sort of knee, whenever Andre Robertson went down, we all knew that was his, his knee, his yep. leg. Uh, something unnatural happened mm-hmm. with Russell Westbrook. It just looked like an ankle sprain. Well, Jerry, Paul was saying post game that it's really their job to step in and step up when a leader goes out like that. So. How would you say that the bench unit and Paul and Steven, how would you say they stepped up even though they let the Pelicans pull into within four in the last couple of seconds there? Uh, but luckily a couple of free throws were able to help the Thunder out and secure that win. But how would you say the guys really stepped up without the presence of their leader? Now, I've seen these guys get into shock, and especially I talked about the Andre Robertson uh, uh, thing last you know last year, and you could just see 
uh, everything with them just kind of shut down afterwards. And uh, there's a little bit of shock whenever a guy like Russell Westbrook goes down. But uh, if you look at the bench unit now, this bench is a little deeper than what, you know, it's been in the last couple of years. And you guys, you guys have like Dennis Schroeder come out and uh, Diallo kind of energized. I think without those two back-to-back dunks, mm-hmm. yeah, Diallo does and energizes the crowd. Uh, they might have been dead in the water, but I, I think they – that got them going. I think Schroeder got them going, who he is a natural leader and has been a leader of a team before. So, and then you have Paul George who can step up and be a leader. You got a lot of guys on there that, you know, Russ is one of the most alpha guys in the entire NBA, but those other guys that you have, they can, they're very capable of stepping in, especially in short term like that uh, against New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, kind of on the bench, you know, we, we've been getting questions on the last, two or three episodes um, about, like, where does this bench rank amongst, you know, the better benches in the NBA with Toronto, uh, Milwaukee, and what have you. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, just covering this team for the last three years and just being so accustomed to, okay, when Russell Westbrook goes off the floor, the Thunder are, you know, they're terrible. (laughs) So, I mean, what's the evolution been like, just from you um, covering the team and watching them, what's the evolution been like for the bench, and how confident are you going into kind of a little bit of an unknown future, whether it's, you know, a game or maybe a week or two without Russell Westbrook. I can tell you for a couple of years they're doing post games and you knew it was going to be Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Serge Ibaka. And then whoever sort of showed up and chipped in for eight or twelve. Like that was going to be every single night and you would do fifty games like that. Uh watching the evolution of this uh team, if you really think about it, uh they had to go into a shell and, uh, you know, rebuild, except for they got to the playoffs rebuilding. I mean, nobody wants to talk about that, but they got to the first round of the playoffs basically rebuilding this team around Russell Westbrook, and uh, they've done a hell of a job. And look at this bench now, and I, you, four guys, I can think of four guys, Diallo, Abrinas, Patterson, and Schroeder, who absolutely can contribute on a starter level with this team. And this is a luxury that this team hasn't had since it's been in Oklahoma City. So, I absolutely love that. Plus, Uncle Felton, right? Uncle Ray coming, Uncle on, Ray the Ray. <laughs> coming on the floor. And uh, one thing, listen, from the YMCA to the NBA, the old man's going to make a jumper. I don't <laughs> care where you go play basketball, the old dude's going to make a jumper. And he hit his first jumper, but after that it was like, okay, old dude, they're passing the ball around a little bit. He had a three so, do everything but drop. And if I, I remember thinking if that three dropped, the arena would have just exploded. He took well, four think, shots in three Brady, minutes. Brady, he would have been insufferable. He would, <laughs> he would have been trying to shoot everything. Yeah, if you think so Russell, not, if you yeah. think Russell started chucking think, up threes, I don't think that that would have worked out well for the Thunder. No, I was about to say if you think Russell chuck up threes in like a you know a minute minute thirty second span, just wait until Ray Felton starts hitting hit, hits a three or two, then boom boom no, boom it's, boom. It's pretty, it's pretty clank, 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 clank. Comes in and, and knocks that down, but it's it's like I said, it's that bench unit and having that weird mix of like young guys that haven't been there yet and old guys that have been to you know been there too long, kind of like Major League. If you ever seen that movie? Oh yeah, so, I have not seen that movie. You haven't seen it? Yeah, I have not. Okay, let's write that on the growing list of movies that you need to see before the season ends. Okay, but Jerry hasn't seen Remember the Titans, so. Remember the Titans, I listen, I, I'll be honest with you, and I don't care if I'm going to make somebody mad or not. I've heard Remember the Titans sucks. Major League <laughs> oh is, like, is like one of the greatest movies of all time. So, yeah, there's a huge difference in a football movie that sucks oh. and Major League, a, a, cinem- a cinematic classic. It's just a stab to the heart. Replacements, best football movie ever. 
Brian. Fight me. Well, Jerry. I don't have the I don't have the energy to fight you on that one. <laughs> it is late. I don't blame you. Go ahead, go ahead, Matthew. Jerry, talking about this Thunder defense now, I feel like that's really been something that's stepped up for this team. They forced 20 turnovers on the Pelicans tonight. They forced 34 a couple games ago. You know, I think that's been a big contributing factor to being so successful in the past five games. What do you have to say about the Thunder defense? I mean, they're buying in, and, and they're buying in on a team defensive stance. I mean, that's no one individually is really, you know, doing anything spectacular. Uh, you can't. You really don't notice what Ferguson does, but he stays in his spots and uh, he's very responsible in what he does uh, defensively. He's Paul George. You know he has a tendency to get a couple of steals here and there. Uh, Russ always, always uh, takes chances and, and gets some steals. So uh, it sort of worked out for him. And then you know you talk about the length of uh, putting Grant in the starting lineup, and you don't have Patterson that you have to cover up anymore. And then Abrina, you know, Abrinas, who the hell knew that Alex Abrinas was going to be such a good defender? So that's, that's <laughs> yeah, Defensive Player of the Year, Alex Abrinas, that uh, is. You know, Alex Abrinas, I think, is a huge surprise. Ferguson is a huge surprise. And Jeremy Grant doing Jeremy Grant things. Like, I, I kind of like what they're buying in. I don't know if you saw this or not. They're seventh in the league now in uh, defensive, uh, rate, wow. defensive rating. And yeah, they're, I, starting I to, they're starting to kind of balance out everything after that 0-4 start. In, ter- in terms of, I don't know what happened with the on four start, but it was, it was pretty disgusting. But like you said, Brady, they're starting to balance everything out. And seventh in defense and sixteenth in offense, that's, that's pretty damn impressive uh, for a team that looked like garbage the first four games. Yeah, and they're they're holding opponents to around like the league average. I think is about 112 points a game for everybody, and they're holding their opponents in this five game winning streak to just below 110. So definitely, the defense has really stepped up. Um, yeah, but I mean, of course, a lot of this for tonight, you know, the win's probably going to go by the wayside, and so it's going to be all about Russell Westbrook. Um, just give me a little preview, Jerry. Just give me a little preview on what the franchise players is going to be like. Uh, big story of the day tomorrow concerning Russell Westbrook. I'm sure Gabe is going to cry. I mean, <laughs> first and foremost, he is actually going to shed tears. He's going to be sad about it. Uh, Kelly's going to wonder why he can't toughen up and play on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's going to be a weird mix of, of trying to figure stuff out, but. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this team. They played two games without Russell Westbrook at the beginning of the season. They didn't look good. Uh, I think they've had time to gel a little bit with themselves. And, you know, honestly, you guys were there. You look at the fourth quarter and how they played. They played well together without Russ. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that kind of surprised me is how well the ball moved, uh, how well they decided who was going to take the shots. And uh, Paul George and especially Dennis Schroeder looking as good as he did and even Adams, um, I mean, offensively, getting stuff done, making good decisions. I, I like where this team looks without Russ. I mean, I'm not dumb. I know Russ is going to make them look a lot better, but I like the way, the way they look with Russ short term, especially against a crappy Cleveland team, and who knows what the hell is going on in Houston. Yeah, I mean, it's a small sample size um, considering, uh, or when you think about the Thunder without Russell Westbrook, he only missed those two games. But in those two games, other than the fourth quarter against the Clippers, you know, a shrewder led offense with the starters, you know, it, it, it ran fairly well. Um, and this is kind of a little minor, I guess, little observation, but there's something about the difference in the way Schroeder gets to the paint than Russell. Russell, of course, is a freight train of a tank, bulldozes his way to the rim, either gets the foul, gets the ball to fall through the hoop, or misses it. Schroeder's just ability just to just kiss that pretty little teardrop you know with Stephen at like off of a Stephen Adams screen that's just something the Thunder haven't had so you know there is some confidence 
in this, uh, I guess, this unknown status of Russell Westbrook, I would assume from the team just based on how they've played. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're going to have to leave it because the Thunder do not practice tomorrow, so we won't get Billy Donovan telling us, yeah, uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> I will say this, and you guys know I'm all about the sex appeal. Uh, free throws at the end. Free yeah, throws it's, at the end. It's bad. Warmed, I put this on Twitter. It warmed my heart to see the Oklahoma City Thunder knock down important free throws to ice out a game. Yeah, that shooter. Just, it's beautiful. You talk about a teardrop. Teardrop is falling from my eye watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jerry, uh, we know it's almost midnight, so it's well past, past your bedtime. bedtime. So uh, we, we will let you get out of here. But thank you so much for um, being the first guest on the OK. Well, actually, Chisholm was the first guest, but the first call-in guest on the OKC82 Big podcast. Deal. Well, I do want to thank you. Uh, and me and Mother are going to drink some warm milk and probably put on our late-night stockings and uh, <laughs> go ahead and hit the hay. So That sounds like an evening right on, there. Uh, I'm jealous. Get me out of here so I can get in time to... Uh, you know, read the Bible verse and go to bed. <laughs> All right, Jerry, you get to that. Sounds good, Jerry. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys later. See ya. Yeah, and that was, of course, TV's Jerry from 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa, host of the Franchise Players, Monday through Friday. And the phone is making a noise there. Oh, it's still making more noise. Oh, well. And we're good. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically where we're going to leave it. Um the Thunder win 122, was it 122, mm-hmm. 116 over the New Orleans Pelicans uh, when they're fifth straight. Russell Westbrook, of course, goes down. We've said that a zillion times. Take a shot every time we say Russell Westbrook goes down <laughs> or is injured in any way. Go ahead, take a shot. Have yourself a night. Uh, the Thunder will not practice tomorrow. Um, they will enjoy the day off before going on a weird back-to-back where they go to Cleveland Wednesday night before returning Thursday night to play James Harden and Carmelo Anthony and Ooh. the Houston Rockets. It's going to be a fun game. See how uh, Mellow's back. See how Thunder fans react to Carmelo Anthony. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure that I don't be think nice. they'll do. You know. I don't think they will. I, I-, I would hope so. Mellow was nothing but professional, and he was a really good, yeah. really fun guy and really nice guy to cover. He was so awesome. yeah, so um, yeah, that's where we'll leave it. Uh, the once again Thunder win 122-116 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC 82 podcast. Thanks again to Jerry Ramsey for jumping on really late with us. Um, be sure to subscribe and share and comment and like and all that fun jazz. Um, we really appreciate it. But for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. Good night, everybody. <laughs>